Okay, we all know we need to clean up Washington. And we've been down this road a million times. Uh, who are we going to send to Washington that can actually have a backbone and actually do the right thing and who's willing to stand? Now, I am never going to endorse anyone ever again. <laughs> and mainly because if I endorse someone, they lose. Um, but I will tell you, uh, this is a friend of mine. He's been on the show several times. He's an NFL Super Bowl champion. Uh, he is also the author of a great book called Liberalism or How, uh, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps, uh, where he exposes the roots of the NAACP and everything else. His name is Burgess Owens. He announced yesterday that he is running for Congress. Hello, Burgess. How are you? Glenn, how you doing, my friend? Good talking with you, and uh, I'm all in on that endorsement, buddy. <laughs> no, 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 run, run. I'm not endorsing anybody. It's the kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate, I appreciate this, this opportunity to, to talk to your audience, and, and I'm so excited about the opportunity uh, to just uh, to talk about our country and, and, and come back to our basic uh, uh, fundamental uh, things that has allowed us to be the great nation we are. So this, this it's a good, good chance to get started with that for sure. This is the first time, uh, you know, we had dinner together at a fundraiser um, this last Saturday, and uh, I didn't even have to ask you how your soul was. Um, you're the first guy I think that I've I've ever thought. No, I know his soul. I, I know you're. You are possibly. Um, I don't know what it is with Mike Lee, but he hasn't lost his soul, and he's able to stand. And I I sense the same thing in you that you're you know exactly what you're walking into. So why are you walking into it? It is, it's uh, it's interesting because I, I'm one of those guys who never ever consider myself to uh, to look at the political arena as, as something that's a solution for me or something I want to be involved with. But you know, I've I've been uh, as you know, I've had a passion for our kids, and ever since I left the NFL, I've always known that uh, to get our country back, we need to get our kids back. So I thought about this back in '83 when I retired. It's, it's just being a a black community thing. I now know it's it's not a black community thing. It's it's an all all community thing that our kids are at risk. And about four months ago, I had an epiphany that even though I'm doing things here in, in, in Utah for at-risk kids coming out of the juvenile system, that uh, it doesn't matter. It really does, if we don't get back uh, our country from the leftists, uh, we will allow the leftists to do uh, for the rest of our country what it's done for my community. And what they've done in my community, uh, Glenn, is it, a travesty. <clears throat> I think the fact is the biggest part of that is most people have no idea how successful we were when we were uh, embracing the American way, the American culture. And I call it head, heart, hand, and home. We, we're, we're educating ourselves. We were believing in God in a big way. 70% of our, of our black men were committed to marriage. We were industrious, leading our country in terms of the growth of middle class because we had more entrepreneurs than every four, 40% of us were entrepreneurs. And we believed in family units. That was our, our, our foundation. That was our core. And the leftists came in through the NAACP and other black elitists and destroyed it. So we cannot allow that to happen to our country. This, we're at a point where so much is at risk, so much is needed, and we need to, as we the people, come together once again like we always have done, wake up, recognize we're under attack, and let's fight these guys, win our country back so our kids have a, a hopeful and encouraging future in which we can look at each other from inside out, not outside in. So Burgess, you're a you're a business guy. I mean, you were a football player, and then you went into. I mean, maybe this is why I think you might make it is because you uh, you're not about politics. 
I mean, I can't even imagine you in that group because it's just not you. Well, I mean that as a compliment, think, by the way. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, I think uh, when it comes down to it, um, you know, our country was was built on people who who wanted to give service. We, we looked at uh, an opportunity to go out and serve uh, serve our fellow men, uh, put into place policies that we can live with, and come back and be part of that of that process. We then live with what what we uh, uh, results of what we put in place. We need to get back to that. The, the biggest problem we have today is, is what I call elitist. And it's, 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 it's something that happens when people uh, uh, kind of becoming engaged. Uh, they, they're no longer part of that middle class, uh, that understanding of what makes the middle class go what it is. And they, they, they kind of see themselves in a different sphere. Again, we've had that problem in my community for, for, for way too long. We have people who live the American dream. Uh, they have power. They have money. They, they have protection. They have everything they need, but they cannot relate to those who are trying to follow them. They pull the bridge up because uh, of the Marxist and socialist ideology they have embraced, the anti-God ideology they have embraced. So I, I think I represent, and I hope I represent, particular values of Utah. Uh, we believe in our kids. We believe in our God. Uh, we believe in our country. And, and we particularly believe in respect, starting off respecting of God and respecting of our women, uh, our womanhood. We, we do that back again, like, like, like when I was taught, when I was growing up, I tell you, this, this could be such a, a great place for those who right now don't feel that, uh, that, that, that this is a place of hope. We can give them, once again, the understanding of what America is all about. Okay, so you're going after a Democrat. This is, usually, this is the Utah's fourth congressional district. It's usually Republican, isn't it? It is. It is usually Republican. Um, uh, this is the seat that Mila lost uh, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, okay. uh, and and the, the, the person that I'm, I'm running against, I hear is a nice guy. But the problem is this. He's, he's supporting and he's part of a party that's not really been nice to my, my, my race. Uh, and this is what I, I'm hoping people can understand. It's not about personality. It's not about party. It's about policies. If you have a policy, a, a party that puts in policies that allows 75% of the black boys in the state of California uh, cannot pass reading and writing tests, where over the Obama years, 83% of black boys, teen males across the country could not find jobs and become soon become un- unemployable. We have uh, an abortion industry that's targeting our kids. 20 million of our black babies have been killed since 1973, and it's been because 80% of those abortions are put into my community. Those are the kind of things we need to look at. It's about, the, about, the, it's about a party that, that that's, it is against everything I just talked about. They're against education. They're against, against industry. They're against God. They're against the family unit. So it's not, really not about a people thing. It's not about me against the, the particularly incumbent right now. It's the party that I believe we as a people need to recognize it's not been good for, for my race and for those who have a heart. If it's not good for my race, it's not good for America. Burgess Owens. Uh, Burgess Owens uh, is uh, running. Uh, do, you have, do you have a website that people can go to? Yes, or? Yes, yes, I do. Burgess for Utah, the, the, the number four. And before, again, of those tenants, head, heart, hands, and home. And, Glenn, I believe that this is an opportunity for Americans to unite finally. We've never been more divided than we are today. We have good people in Democratic Party, good people in independents and Republicans. We have to those who love America. Let's focus on head, heart, hands, and home. Education, God, family, and industry. Those of us who believe in that will come together, coalesce, come, and then not allow the other side, the leftists, to divide us. This is a chance for unity, guys, and I think we, we can do this because we, the people, have, have, have been, been the very best 
and focusing on what the American culture is all about. Thank you, Burgess. I appreciate it. God bless. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, guys. You bet. Uh, Burgess for Utah. Um, again, not endorsing. Yeah, I mean, I like the guy a lot. It's a lot to like on Burgess Owens, and he would be a great congressman. Obviously, fearless as a guy who you know helped ruin my childhood dreams of an Eagles Super Bowl in 1981. I would never vote for the guy, (laughs) Um, but you know, other than that, he seems pretty nice. Did he do that to you? He was part of it. That's really sad. He was part of it. Yeah, you know. And then I had to live for all those years. Oh. Uh, until I kind of like him even more. <laughs> yeah, everyone in America is like, now I'm going to move to Utah just to vote for him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, now he's, a, he's not only a, a, a you know a, obviously a legendary athlete, but a, a a guy who's taken a lot of brave stands over the past couple of years. I mean, oh my gosh, his book the, is one of the most brave, the, one of the care. bravest. But he does not care. Nope. Taking on the NAACP, yeah. calling them out and saying completely racist organization. Uh, and talks about how the progressives, uh, you know, built it, built it on the back of the African American. I mean, he is—he is absolutely unafraid yeah. to take people on. Yeah, which is great to see. Yeah, it's great to see. He'd be great congressman. Yeah, he would be. Not that, and I, and we should be clear, Glenn Beck not endorsing him. No. Uh, what, what's the opposite of an endorsement? You're doing that. Yeah, whatever it is, whatever it is that helps him and not hurts him, right. that's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. I made a promise not endorsing anybody right. anymore. Ever, ever again. Ever again. Mm-hmm. Ever again. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, somebody that's really hard not to endorse, though, is Greg Abbott. Have you heard the, uh, the, the audio of the liberal that uh, is, where is she from? Austin, I think. And she's a liberal, and she's like, nobody was listening to us. The city is going to hell in a handbasket. And here comes a guy I'm not supposed to like. Listen to this TV report on the governor of Texas. Homeless is not a crime. Absolutely, it's not. But the behavior behind it that you see when it increases to, you know, uh, recklessness, pan- aggressive panhandling, actively using drugs, drug needles. There's a drug, look, there's a drug top right there. You think Governor Abbott is helping here? Absolutely, absolutely. Cleo Patricic is a self-described liberal who has never voted for a Republican. She says it pains her to welcome Governor Abbott's tweets. Somebody's listening to us because when it comes down to it, we all live here. Isn't that refreshing? Mm. Isn't that nice? Somebody who will recognize we're on the same team, actually. And I'm not going to make this about who's wearing what color jersey. Somebody's listening. Somebody's doing something. And by the way, if you're thinking about moving here from California, you might want to look into Greg Abbott because he's nothing like your governors in California. Nothing like that. Uh, and uh, if you think you're just going to come in and, and, and make Texas the homeless capital of the world where all the Texans will be, you know, copping a squad on the streets, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's what she's talking about, and that's what he's cleaning up. Yeah, I mean, you saw this with the I mean, everybody's hero for that very short time, Mr. Bob Franco Rourke, <laughs> uh, when he came close to uh, beating Ted Cruz mm-hmm. in the Senate election. Uh, Greg Abbott didn't have much trouble with that election. Uh, he was uh, he was on the ballot at the same time. What did he win by? Eighteen. Yeah, uh, and I think Cruz won by two. I think he's. I think he's. He is. I know he is the best governor I've ever lived. I've lived all over the country. And he's the best governor I've ever lived under. Um, and, and mainly because they're not micromanaging here. 
They, they, they meet every other year, by the way. He's full-time. But the, but the, uh, the House and the Senate, they, they meet every other year. They can't do anything. Yeah, and now we're at a position where, because of this vote, and I, I'm not a huge fan of these ballot initiatives, but still, uh, we are now at a position where not only do we have no state income tax in Texas, there is a constitutional amendment saying you can never have a state income tax. They would have to undo that amendment to even attempt to pass a state income tax. And I just I don't think that's going to happen. You know, the um, Seattle was uh, Amazon got into the race of Seattle City Council. You, do you follow this at all, Stu? It's because it's my hometown ish. Mm-hmm. I kind of follow, follow Seattle a little bit to see if, I don't know, I'd ever be welcome back into the Seattle You got area. the key to your city at one point, didn't you? Yeah, and they bust people in to protest from Oregon. <laughs> Remember that? SEIU bust in people to protest. You it still was, got the key. I still got the key. Mm-hmm. And I am, uh, I'm never returning it. That door is going to remain closed for all time. And you can, that means you can go unlock anyone's door in your hometown, right? Right. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, the, uh, the results for Seattle City Council appears that the far left candidates uh, who were expected to be hostile to business have faltered and failed. Oh, no. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Well, Amazon. Oh, are they buying an election? Is that uh, what yeah. happened? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what I would expect from yeah. that hardcore yeah. conservative Jeff Bezos. Yep. Of course, nobody nobody had anything to say when Amazon was dumping money into other elections where, you know, they were, you know, four new transit systems for the poor and building new houses for the poor. You know, the Amazon dumped money there. That that money was fine. Mm. This money was evil. Ah. This was evil. These are the bad things people are buying on Amazon yeah. that funded these elections. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm 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 looking at the candidates and you know, it says the left candidates, you know, really didn't do well, but they were beaten by other people that I mean, I would still call Marxist. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not like they're the hey, let's round everybody up and kill a Marxist. Uh, maybe right. I'm, not, I'm well, not really sure. There is this kind of interesting line developing between liberal um, business owners and liberal businessmen, uh, and the line between Warren and Sanders and the rest of them. Yes. You know, you saw, you've seen, um, Jamie Dimon just came out and was talking about, uh, you know, look, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, maybe not a great idea. Mark Zuckerberg uh, is out there saying, look, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg is no conservative here. Uh, and he's like, ah, uh, the Warren thing's kind of crazy. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Gates just came out and was like, uh, you're talking about $100 billion of my money in income tax. That's what he, he's like. I'm cool if you want to take, th- hear this out. I'm cool if you're going to say you got to pay $20 billion. But if you're expecting me to pay $100 billion in tax, <laughs> it's a no-go. Wow, that's a tough line. Uh, it's interesting because they they see, they see, you know, look, as, as we look at these presidential candidates, we see a, a bunch of terrible policies that would be destructive to our economy, right? I mean, there's no, you look across the board with the Democrats and that's all you can see. What they see is a lot of stuff that they want, 
but Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders in particular are so terrible that they feel the need to speak out against them. Yeah. Think of how bad uh, a Warren would be for our economy when it, when it takes these guys who want probably 80% of her policies. They feel passionate enough to come out and say, no, not her, not Bernie. Yeah, when, they're, when they're saying it's going to kill our business and kill the business of America. And all the employees. Right. They're just going to leave. They'll just go do their business elsewhere. And we'll we'll all have to pay for it. I know. Because they'll just pick up and leave. They don't care. Or they will dramatically change the way their business is being done. But you watch the stock market. If those two become candidates, I mean, re- the candidate, either one of them, you're going to see the stock market behave extraordinarily different. To Glenn Beck. You know, honestly, I, I think we should start um, suggesting that there should be free antipsychotic medication that is given to members of the media. Uh, I, I, they may be schizophrenic. Um, I, I really think we should look into ABC in particular. Yesterday, we found out that, uh, sorry, my dog is here. Oh, no, come here. Come here, buddy. He's just walking around, uh, walking around sniffing everybody. You have a dog? You have a dog? You have a cat. I love your leg. I love your leg. <laughs> uh, anyway, plots, plots, phooey, plots, plots. Good dog. Good boy. Um, so anyway, all those German dogs out there are just sitting down. All they're all the sitting audience. down. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, Alexa. <laughs> Sorry, no. I won't do that to you. Okay, so <laughs> you just did it to them. Yeah, now they're all here. Now, now they're saying, I don't understand what you mean. Play the Glenn Beck program. There you go. We should just do that and just like, add streams to our feed every day. We should. Day. Hey, Alexa, play the Glenn Beck program. Hey, Google, play the Glenn Beck program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's our new scam. I'll teach you. <laughs> uh, all right. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. ABC yeah. Uh, being schizophrenic. So yesterday we find out that ABC, they will, they'll throw Brett Kavanaugh under the bus with the sketchiest of information. Okay. Stuff that is absolutely, they'll put the crumbum lawyer on. What was his name that... You know, was eventually disgraced. Uh, Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti. They'll put Michael Avenatti on. Day after day after day after day. Right, about Kavanaugh. But they have very high standards. When it comes to a convicted pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I mean, we all know. I mean, he was already convicted of, of, right. of, you know, soliciting a child prostitute. Right, it's not uh, like... He went to prison. Yeah, it's not like you're making kind of. this, you know, it's like, hey... uh, Charlie Manson is convincing some other people to kill. And then, uh, you don't right. you don't stand around and go, well, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Charlie Manson is a good guy. Let's let, I, I mean, really, you're thinking that he's going No, it's Charlie Manson, dude. Oh. He's already gone to prison for it. We know he does this. Maybe we should look into some more stuff. And the whole Me Too era is littered with accusations without evidence yes. that these people have printed Correct. over and over and over again. We talked about this, I think, when it happened. Uh, the New York Times, just a couple weeks ago, ran an op-ed from a woman accusing Harvey Weinstein of rape. Now, look, do I think Harvey Weinstein raped everyone he came across? Yes, I do, frankly. <laughs> I just think that he, that's all he did. He woke right. up in the morning, he raped a few people, he went back to bed. That was <laughs> right. kind of his day. Right. Um, that's what I think. Mm. However, that's a terrible standard for a news organization 
when did we start printing accusations of major crimes as opinion pieces? When the hell did that start? Opinion pieces? What, what do you mean? It's your opinion you were raped? If this is an accusation and you have evidence to support it, and it went through your strict journalistic standards, then print it as a news story, not as an opinion piece. And we're seeing this with, uh, somehow they all were looking around and found their journalism when Jeffrey Epstein was the guy being talked about. They couldn't find it on any of these other people. But man, it was just pouring all over them. As they described Jeffrey Epstein, they couldn't tell any stories about this guy. So yesterday, and I was about to say I'm not a doctor, but I actually am. You are. So I can say this. Yesterday, I was thinking as I was wearing my white doctor coat, you know, ABC may be schizophrenic. And I thought, no, 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 let's we can't let's not be hasty. It's only one session. Let's get him on the couch another day. So today I put him on the couch and today they're talking about how whistleblowers must be protected. You got to protect the whistleblower. You're going to get you're going to have harm come to this guy's family. He could lose his job. He this whistleblowers will be afraid to come out and say anything if you go out and reveal the name of whistleblowers. And anybody who names a whistleblower, they're bad people. Well, yesterday we found out, you know, through a whistleblower that uh, ABC was not releasing all the information they had on Epstein for some journalistic reason. Well, what did they do? Well, they found out who that whistleblower was. They found out who took that tape of that anchor admitting that on camera during a break and they tracked out who was on the board at that time. When did that happen? Who had access to that tape? And they found out the name of the whistleblower. And they found out that that whistleblower left ABC's employee. And so they called the new employer, CBS, where this whistleblower was working on the CBS morning show. And ABC said, hey, I just want you to know, you got the whistleblower in your place. You might want to be careful. And so CBS fired him. <laughs> Hmm. Now, because luckily, CBS, ABC have had no issues with in the Me Too era. Everything's been fine. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, so they are totally on high ground accusing everyone else of oh, doing yeah. this because that's what they do. I mean, they got rid of Charlie Rose because, you know, so why would you hire somebody who is exposing that another network was tolerating a pedophile? You got to get that guy out of the way, right? Mm. Don't right, you? Right away. Right, right away. away. This right is, away. It really is incredible. The fact that they just come out and act all high and mighty on this stuff with the history that they have is really surprising. You know, I mean, I remember when we talked about uh, people like Anthony Weiner um, who would come out and, and they'd be like, ah, you know, look, I saw those pictures and I wish that was me. <laughs> I mean, did you see the body on that guy? <laughs> and then it's him. And like you're like, wow, right. that is a really twisted wow. press conference that we just saw. But this is like when you're at that point, you know, where you have all of these issues in your own background, 
you, you're surprised to see them kind of saying, hey, mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. should be criticized like this. I think, mm-hmm. every, look, everybody has, you know, everyone's got problems. Everyone's, you know, had their issues. But when it comes to journalism, this is your, this is not like some side private matter. This is your game. This is what you're supposed to be good at. It's supposed to be what you're doing. You get caught doing something. And, you know, to say that they killed that story does seem true. We should also point out, also point out that one of their main reporters is fully 100% supporting the idea that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. Uh, that is something that has not been talked about at all in this controversy. Everyone's talking about, well, they should have ran that story three years ago. Uh, one of their lead journalists with one who covered the story has a 100% certainty that he was murdered. Where's the journalism going on with that? Because, I mean, I, we were... Well, you just don't make those ap- uh, you know, those accusations against people in the DNC or the Clintons. <laughs> I mean, oops, I've said too much. You have. I've said too much. Okay, so I just... That's like when you were saying Charabella earlier. This is a... This... You kept saying that over and over again, and I think that means you said too much when you said Eric Charabella's name. So, why would you bring up the unnamed whistleblower, Eric Charabella? Why would you... Charabella, yeah, not Charabella. So, Charabella's um, a sauce, I think. Yeah, so... <laughs> Could I make this about science, please, <laughs> Stu? May I? Could you stop sure. interrupting? I'm yes, a doctor, I'm man. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. You are. No doubt about it. So schizophrenia has many symptoms, as all of us doctors know. Uh, one of them is delusions. And what are delusions? Believing things that aren't true. Now think of ABC, ABC News in particular, because I believe they may be schizophrenic. It seems like they have dual personalities. They'll mm-hmm. say one thing uh, one day, and then they'll do the exact opposite the next day and say the exact opposite. So, um, you know, split personality, schizophrenia. But but generally, they start with delusions, believing things that aren't true, and then hallucinations, seeing or hearing things that aren't there or didn't happen. I believe that we need to treat ABC News, maybe CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, maybe even Fox, the New York Times. I believe we need to treat them. Now, I can't write this prescription. I am a doctor, but I can't write this prescription because that's a lot. I don't know what dosage do you do for a body that big, you know? Uh, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to, I'm willing to try. So Thorazine, Prolixin, um, Haldol might, might be good. Um, you know, any of those, I think we should start with those and see how they work in the media to see if they stop hearing the things and the voices that aren't really there and stop believing in things that aren't true. Uh, ABC, I just want you to know, you've exhibited a couple of warning signs, and I think America needs to come together for an ABC News intervention. You know, so uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on The View yesterday, and I don't agree with anything Tulsi Gabbard says policy-wise, but I really like her. Yeah. I like her. She is a patriot. She served in the military. She left the campaign trail to go do her military duty. Um, she's smart. She's, she's really smart. She seems like a serious person, right? And she was, and, and you know, people don't know this, but she was vetted for a role in the Trump administration. Yeah, Trump administration, right? Because I mean, she does share some of the more 
the more isolationist leanings of of Donald Trump. Yeah, you know they are on the same page on a lot of that, which is why he has, I think, some fans on the right. Well, she well, has. Well, right. Hillary Clinton uh, called her a Russian shill. <laughs> now think of that; she called her a Russian shill. Uh, and of course, Joy Behar dogpiles on the on the View. Tulsi Gabbard handled this with such class on the View yesterday. She comes on and she just brushes. Uh, Joy Behar off like she's a little yappy, you know, one of those yap, 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 <laughs> dogs that you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Listen to how she dealt with this yesterday on The View. Recently on your show here. I was uh, just going to get to that. Good. Sure. <laughs> Helping you out. You want me to ask you um, yeah, No, and, look, and some of you have accused me of being a, uh, a traitor to my country, a Russian asset, a Trojan horse. Uh, or a useful, we haven't accused you a useful idiot, I think, was the term well, that you used. Which basically means that I'm uh, naive or, or lack that's intelligence a to term. know what's going they on. They use that. I want to let, let your viewers know exactly who I am. All right. Set yeah, the record yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah. I am a patriot. I love our country. I am a strong and intelligent woman of color. And I have dedicated almost my entire adult life to protecting the safety, security, and the freedom of all Americans in this country. It was the attacks on 9-11. Yipe, 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 yipe. I guess we were getting, we're getting a little bit far ahead of ourselves, but uh, Franklin Graham finds you refreshing. He doesn't find me refreshing. Uh, Richard Spencer, the white nationalist leader, says he could vote for you. Joy, this is why I mean, this you're is on, why you're I'm on here. Tucker Carlson at least 10 times. Why don't you go on Chris this, Wallace's this is, show? This is why I'm here, because you and other people continue to, to spread these innuendos that have nothing to do with who I am. Well, Hillary Clinton started it, and then you I shot am. back at her, boy. Yeah. Yeah. You called her the queen of you, warmongers. You, you doubled down, unfortunately, you doubled down on the baseless accusations that she made that strikes at the core of who I am. I'm a soldier. Because of the attacks on 9-11, I enlisted in the military to go after and defeat and destroy the evil wow. that visited us on that day. I've served now for over 16 years. Yes. Behar probably I deployed did too, twice right? the Middle yeah. East during the height yes, of the yes. war where every single day I saw firsthand the terribly high human cost. That's why I ran for Congress. <laughs> I guess she's really smart. She's really well spoken. She is completely in control of completely her emotions at control. all times. You can tell um, she's a rock solid soldier. Yeah, I mean, because I, she is. I mean, believe me, I've sat next to Joy Behar, and you, you, you want to pick that little dog up and you know roll them across the floor into the kitchen on the linoleum. You're just like, <laughs> oh, can somebody stop that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. It drives you crazy. And she obviously, as we all know, has no connection to the truth in anything that she says. No. I mean, she has no, no idea what she's talking about. No. I mean, she's on television with literally no knowledge of any of the topics she discusses no. on a daily basis. No. Uh, so it's very frustrating if you go on there because obviously, if you are a fan of the view, you're sitting in the audience, you know, there's a possibility there one to two percent that you like Joey Behar. So if you, that's if you're in the audience, I should make you know yeah. making clear. Uh, so it's fr- it's a frustrating point because you don't want to you, you want to just say what are you talking about? You're a, you're a moron, but that's not right the right approach in no, that situation. She, she found it. the right approach there. I, I I think she's one of the more fascinating people, and I don't agree with her policies. No, but I mean you, she this is, is a good American. This is a good American. There is a a, a temptation on the right to see her as. 
no. some alternative. Don't. Oh, well, she's okay. No. You got to look. At, I mean, her policies at time. I mean, she was one of the first women uh, in Congress to come out and become a co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016. Yeah, the reason, Not even Hillary. The reason why the Nazi guy would vote for her is because... Nazis are socialists. Right. The policies you're not going to like, but she's right. a good, she's and a she's good human being. Obviously, you know, denounced David Duke and yeah, rejected of his of course. Uh, endorsement. Yay! 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 But she doesn't seem like a serious person, which is nice every once in a while. Yay! 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 Yay!